I'm Andrew from the Dad.io podcast. Life supplies the inputs and we supply the outputs. Part of the Going to Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic and amazing geeky shows at goingtogeeknetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 356 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. If you are watching this video live, it is not pre-show. I've realized I left that text overlay up for like two seconds of this thing starting. So please, don't be confused. I can guarantee you I watch the show live every week. I guarantee you that I do, too, when I'm not asleep during it. That's fair. I I thought so as well. So... We've got part of the normal crew today. It should be a full show at some point in time, but I'm Chris. I'm here. Joining me, of course, the one, the only, the giver of unprotected advice, Willie D. Nelson. That's not all I'm giving unprotected. Oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. And joining us from our chat room, the one and only, Sailor Poland. Yeah, hello. How you doing? What's popping, people? And at some point, we're told Anthony will be here because last night we were talking about news stories, and he was like, "I want the episode nine stuff." And we we're like, "You got Whoa, it." Oh, spoilers! Yeah, well, come on. They knew it had to be talked about today by someone. Let's be honest here. Yeah, he's he's probably a church. <laughs> Mister Atheist is actually a closet Catholic. He's at the Church the... of Star Wars. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, so he's with Hosier. Hosier? Mm. Hosier? What's the name of that band? Yeah, that guy? I, I don't remember. Yeah, I posted uh, I posted a joke online where it's uh, the scenes from Solo. Lando's telling Han, "I'm going to get my ship back," and Han says, "Over my dead body." That's a picture of him from the trailer riding the Falcon again. That was one of the best memes to come out of that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. I wonder if we're going to see a, a solo. Like, I wonder if we're going to see a solo Force ghost saying, "What the hell?" I don't think non Jedi can be Force ghosts. His hatred is so much. He's like, "What the hell?" Well, it, well, first of all, Harrison Ford doesn't want to come back. He does. Yeah. He hated. It's it's well documented. He did not like being in Star Wars at all. And he was from the beginning. Like, yeah, he was trying to get Lucas to kill him off from the start. And uh, uh, when uh, for the press tour for Episode Seven, he was on one of the late night shows, and uh, and uh, the guy asked him. So did you get nostalgic when you were on the Millennium Falcon? He says, no, I got paid. <laughs> Good, yeah, answer. I love Good answer. He had, in his contract that he got offed in episode seven, he did everything but wear a red Starfleet shirt. A good analogy, actually. Yeah, it's but so, yeah, we're not going to get Han back, but th- th- there you go. I'm just kind of, I'm just really curious what's going to happen, mainly because uh, from what I've been hearing uh, from uh, from the people I talked with in Hollywood, you know, uh, so J.J. Abrams made the three made uh, the three uh, movie uh, storyline. Rain Johnson scrapped that with episode eight, and when uh, Abrams was brought on, they did not have a script. So he's right. So he was basically writing this on the fly. So we pretty much have no idea what's going to happen. So okay, well, you know, we'll roll with it and see what happens. Yeah, I've seen some things on that as well. That pretty much Ryan Johnson changed things with his whole concept of kill the past, let it die. That undid a lot of what jj had planned if he was going to do all three movies so then it was okay let me piece things back together so now you've got all sorts of people claiming retcon retcon when they see kylo's helmet being reconstructed or ray with the skywalker lightsaber and things like that 
we've had nothing but red constants the prequels. Everybody should just relax. You know, keep in mind, you're talking to a guy who still thinks that originally Han and Luke were supposed to be brothers. Yeah, fair. I mean, I've, I've got more thoughts on Star Wars. We'll get to it later in the show, because when Bachman jumps on, that's what he wanted to talk about. So I will wait, save. Wait, 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 brothers? Mm-hmm. What? Who thought okay. that? All right. Think about this. All right. So uh, so Obi-Wan tells uh, everyone knows that the force is strong in, in the Skywalker family. Uh-huh. And uh, Han was a remarkably good shot. He flew the Millennium Falcon through the trench and didn't hit anything. He believes in luck. He doesn't believe in the force. But he was doing a lot of things like when they were in Cloud City, he immediately drew his gun and would have pegged Vader if Vader hadn't, hadn't blocked the shot. He didn't get killed by the carbonite freezing. My suspicion was that, and and he and Luke always behaved like brothers, right down to competing for Leia's affections. My theory was that originally the two of them were supposed to be separated brothers, and eventually they were going to find out about their parentage and unite again. But that was just my theory, and it's pretty much thrown in the water at this point anyway. It's an interesting theory, though. Oh. That could have been a lot more fun. I mean, we, we do know that the concept of Luke and Leia being brother and sister probably was didn't it? come until late on in the production of the trilogy it oh, yeah. would have been better than sister kissing you, you did you did not read splinter of the mind's eye thank it thank god oh i did remember. i just don't remember much of it is probably the lucky I, blessing yeah <laughs> yeah that is uh, yeah that's uh that is uh it's like oh it was, well actually splinter of the mind's eye what, what actually it lends more credence to my theory of uh luke and han being brothers so i think so too i remember reading it going what the hell am I reading? <laughs> this is so weird. And I was like, well, it did come out in like 79 as a sequel to the original star Wars, a low budget yeah, it, it, because they didn't think that they'd get the cash for it. Nobody was expecting it to be the phenomenon. It was right. And I, it, it was, it was very much before they'd formed a lot of the canon around, uh, the Star Wars well, movies. Oh, well, God. it's not only that star Wars, uh, a new hope was supposed to be a tax write off. There was, I think it was called memories of midnight. It was a Sydney Sheldon movie. Fox was expecting that to be the big movie, but they needed something to bounce the ledger sheet, so they made Star Wars figuring, yeah, this will bomb and that'll help offset the cost. That's why Lucas got the deal he did with the with the merchandising and stuff. Nobody saw this coming. Yeah, exactly. Nobody saw it coming. And that's 100% right, and that's why it's one of the exceptions to the norm on a lot of these Hollywood things, is that Star mm-hmm. Wars came out of nowhere to become popular and what became like a multi-billion dollar empire that the House of Mouse now has. Mm-hmm. And you can have your own arguments as to whether the House of Mouse has managed it properly or not. They don't really care. Either way, they're doing what they do. They're making their money. That's what they care about. Making their yeah, they spend how much money on it? They need to make how much? Oh, they've already made the money back on the billion they spent. And that's before Star Wars Land opens. So, Yeah, Star Wars Land looks pretty cool, though. I kind of want to check it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Even I want to go on the on the Jedi or on the Rebel Alliance mission. It's like that's when you know you're marketing this thing correctly. When even people who aren't fans want in on it. Yeah, I've got I'm, one of my friends lives out in California. He's like, when they open it, he goes, we've got season passes. He goes, I'm going to try and check it out shortly after it opens. I said, good luck because you're not going to be able to get in because everyone else is going to be Star Wars. Oh my God, I'm going to California, and there'll be everyone there. Yeah, California. It's probably going to be the first time that the fire marshals have to close have to close the doors to Disney for for crowd control. So I had seen somewhere that what they plan to do with the Galaxy's Edge stuff was yes, you can get in there with regular park admission, but they're going to say it doesn't cost you anything extra, but you have to reserve a slot for certain days to be able to get in there so they can control the numbers going in there until they get 
a control on how to handle it. Okay. I I haven't heard that. I haven't checked out my Disney sources in a while. They've this was just more... an internet theory and that seemed oh, okay. to say that this is what Disney was telling people at like the investor calls and stuff, but it hasn't uh, come out officially, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's the rumor mills can be really interesting. It's how I pegged uh, the Guardians roller coaster for Epcot instead of for Tomorrowland. It's like, no, 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 Tron's going to go in Tomorrowland. Guardians will go to Epcot because Epcot's the only theme park without a roller coaster in it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we got more of these gems for you guys, and we're going to give you more of those gems as we roll on in to the news of the week. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. So news of the week, it's that part of the show where we run down what's in our minds, some of the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up in the past week or two, and share it with you guys here live on the internet over on Geeks.Live. Now, there's only three of us here right now, but we have four news stories. I know Sailor Poland had two. Why don't you start us off with one of them, and then we'll circle back around to you here later. Okay. All right. Well, let's start with the big one, because this is uh, this is one that's going to get the most fan outrage. Uh so uh, I was FaceTiming with a friend of mine out in Hollywood because I have uh, people in Hollywood that I talk with. They've been helping me to navigate so that I don't wind up losing uh, all my stuff in rights battles or getting ripped off or whatever. And uh, one of them's really good about stuff that happens at Paramount, specifically with Star Trek. He's usually extremely accurate. I want to emphasize that this is a rumor. We don't have any confirmation or anything like that, but it makes logical sense. And other stuff he said surrounding the production of of Picard and Discovery and everything falls in line with this. So I'm inclined to believe it. Now, uh, first we need to set this up. Uh, the Picard series uh, is currently is possibly not going to make a shoot date. It's supposed to start shooting two weeks from now, but uh, they don't have any of the sets built. They had sent off uh, the preliminary artwork and stuff like that to the licensees to see if they wanted to make toys and things like that. And they felt it was too much like Discovery. They can't sell Discovery merchandise. They sent it back. Secret Hideout, which is Alex Kurtzman's production company, made only minor changes. They sent it off again, and last week they sent it back saying, no, we're still not signing up for this. So unless uh, they get something approved really quick, it's not going to make its uh, start date, and the series is going to be suspended until they get their ducks in a row. So I'm talking with my buddy, and, uh, and I comment, I made a joke about how tough it is to sell the Discovery aesthetic because of how lousy the show is. He says, well, they're not worried about that. It's the other problem they're worried about. I said, what other problem? And you didn't hear? No. He says, well, the rumor going around is that the Picard series has Picard as the head of Section 31. So for those that don't know what Section 31 is, why don't you, like Willie Nelson, for instance. Okay. Uh, So uh, it was established, uh, it was first became canon in the DS9 era. The idea is that uh, there's a part of the Starfleet Charter, Section 31 something or other, that establishes that Starfleet can do whatever it needs to to preserve itself. So Section Thirty One is basically their Black Ops division. They basically uh, do the, they basically do uh, the wet work so that everybody else can live in their in their peaceful uh, utopia paradise. So uh, yeah, it's basically positing that Picard, the diplomat, the man who stood for law and order, the man who fought for Data's right to be his own person instead of being owned by by Starfleet is going to be the head of Starfleet's Black Ops division. <laughs> and I literally grabbed my iPad. I'm holding it in front of my face saying, what the fuck did you just say? 
oh, I guess you hadn't heard that, had you? No. So according to him, uh, this is what the licensees are being told, and this is why they're balking, because they are afraid of the fan backlash for this. Uh, This has gone back to CBS. Uh, Kurtzman is now mad at CBS because he feels what he's doing is correct, and he is now at loggerheads with CBS saying, change it so we can make money on this, and he's saying, no, follow my vision. So uh, we basically created a rift over the way I put it online. You couldn't get a more misunderstanding. You couldn't create a bigger misunderstanding of the character of Picard if you gave him a Guy Fox mask, a strap on and had him singing uh, Sesame Street songs. You're not wrong. I mean, like you said, Picard's the diplomat. He's the gentleman scholar, the archaeologist, the ship captain who defaults to democracy, keeping things transparent and out in the open and not hiding uncomfortable truths away and exposing them. Remember, Riker with the USS Pegasus and the cloaking device on, he's like, you have to, when they use that to get out of the asteroid that they were trapped in because the Romulans or whatever back in, what, season six, seven, something like that, you have to come forward with this, Will. This is on you, that kind of thing. His treatment of Hugh the Borg. Yeah. He was doing everything he could to preserve him, to preserve his humanity. It's like, no, no, this, this, it's like, I'm just saying, I'm like, this has to be wrong. Please tell me this is wrong. Please tell me this is not what is really going on. But like I said, given everything else that's gone on, especially their insistence on trying to license uh, um, uh, merchandise out the discovery stuff, McFarland Toys was going to have a discovery phaser. And they canceled that because they couldn't get enough orders. So it does make sense. I'm just clinging to the thread that please let this be wrong. Let this be one of those times when he's got it wrong. But it I'm sounds, okay with this. It sounds like what they would do because let's be honest, the trek that we have here on CBS All Access, it's not really trek. If you want trek, you need to watch the Orville. That's what it comes down to. That's the spiritual successor to Star Trek that's out right now. I, g- I gave up on Discovery after season two this year. I had enough of Dick Spock. <laughs> now, there, there was also a rumor I'd heard that they were potentially exploring doing a spinoff with the Enterprise under Captain Christopher Pike prior to Captain Kirk. Well, here this is the problem. Uh, the whole the whole Star Trek thing, there's announcements, but no forward movement. They had announced uh, a spinoff series with Michelle Yeoh's character from the mirror universe that got brought over. She was going to be a, a, a section 31 agent. Right. But uh, that's not even going to start anything until at least season three of discovery and season one of Picard are done. They don't have a storyline. They don't have a pitch. They ha- they don't even have her signed up to the role yet, but they announced it. And Nicholas Meyer was supposed to have a con series in development. There has been no word about that since discovery got a season two. Originally, it was going to be Discovery was doing so badly, they were going to come up with uh, with the con series and let Nicholas Meyer shepherd the series back to sanity. Instead, no forward movement on it whatsoever. And we got the announcement for the Michelle Yeoh thing. We have Below Decks, which I'm describing as the Orville Solar Shtick, and we want it back. And it's it's just the people running the place. Don't, you know, Kurtzman needs to be removed from there. He doesn't get what's going on. No, I mean, it's certainly a feeling of let's go back to the Star Trek, the current movie feeling of things where it's the grim, dark and over the top. And let's be honest, as much as I enjoyed, say, Star Trek Beyond, because it was different than the other ones of the new ones, that's what they shifted Star Trek into. Not the wagon train to the stars. It's the adventure movie in the stars. They tried to make it like Star Wars, kind of. Well, the the change has been coming for a while now. I mean, I still remember the first season episode of Next Gen called Conspiracy. 
uh, with uh, with uh, the symbiote that was taking over people's bodies. And yep. we got that really graphic explosion of the guy's head. I, I mean, as much as I loved, as much as I love DS9, I question if it should actually be Trek because in order for DS9 to work, the, star, uh, the Federation has to basically be what Quark and Eddington described, self-satisfied and completely disinterested and completely smug about their place in things. Not about going out and exploring and finding new life, not about making things better, just about, oh, we're number one and that's all there is to it. You know, I love DS9, but at the same time, it's so at odds with the Federation from the original series. And it's just gone from there. I mean, the Enterprise D and E, their uh, their bridges got more underlit and more like the battle bridges. And uh, it's just it's been a change that's been coming for a while now of making Star Trek more military and less uh, and uh, less exploratory. So it's one of those so, things where I go, I start to realize with some of my other fandoms is maybe it's not for me anymore. And that's the realization I've had with this current crop of Star Trek is that maybe it's just not for me now. Maybe I've, my tastes have shifted or they've shifted their tastes and, and their design or whatever enough that I go, yeah, it's not for me anymore. Well, they've said, they've said in uh, the, uh, it was overheard at one of the upfront meetings that they were hoping to create a new, a new uh, Star Trek fan base. Basically, they were tired of dealing with people like us that were familiar with the series. They want people who were younger, who were not as beholden to canon, and weren't as picky about what they got. So the whole thing is a gamble, and it's not working. Uh, they haven't released figures on all access, but the fact that they're not bragging about it says something. The sales of the Discovery DVD set are in the toilet, so that's not doing very well. And anytime there's new episodes, there's no social media presence for Discovery, but there's a ton of social media presence for the Orville. The Orville is just kicking everyone's ass. What you said just reminded me of a quote uh, from Clerks, but I'll modify it. Mm-hmm. Man, this job would be great if it wasn't for all these damn fans. <laughs> well, I mean, you, uh, it's, I try not to get too wrapped up in the fandoms because, I mean, things change. And I started losing interest in Trek with Voyager. I mean, Voyager, the whole premise of Voyager is based on J- Janeway is the stupidest captain to ever sit in the command chair because the whole story of voyager is based on her own stupidity and bad decision making you have a spaceship that creates a wormhole so and you need to get back home so do you a plant time bombs go back through the wormhole and watch it go boom from the safety of home or b blow it up in person strand you your ship and your crew 70 years from earth i could not buy janeway at all i wanted to just smack her in the head for her stupidity you know, like I said, and DS9 was brilliant, especially Cisco. Cisco is my favorite captain. Cisco is you know, one of the most nuanced characters in Star Trek. And he oh. loves thongs. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but like I said, since then, uh, before they approved uh, the, before they approved the Kelvin timeline, there was supposed to be a, a web animated series called Star Trek Final Frontier. And uh, the idea of it was it was set like uh, a century or two after Nemesis. Uh, the Romulans had detonated a subspace nuclear bomb that had completely messed up uh, warp travel. And the Federation had, had, you know, everybody's now just, you know, pulling in and protecting their borders. And Captain Chase is the captain of the Enterprise. And he's going around, he's saying, this is not what we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to be warriors here. We're supposed to be exploring and fighting new things. And uh, the end of the pilot script has has Starfleet basically telling him, yes, we are going to continue with our military maneuvers. You, however, let's see uh, what's out there. Go out and explore. So it was basically like uh, looking at uh, the current situation with Trek with 
how dark it's gotten and it's taking those 10 to first few steps to returning to what it was. I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been great. But we got the Abrams verse, which for an Elseworlds Star Trek, it's not bad. But I really would have appreciated Final Frontier a lot more. Yeah. Now, I, I think the Abrams Trek for me redeemed itself a lot with Star Trek Beyond because they were able to capture that sense of fun and ridiculousness with it. And it, it didn't become as over the top grim dark it was fun mm. like trek was supposed to be oh yeah well uh, in the darkness was was made more to show how clever they were than any actual storytelling yeah the big reveal i'm known as Khan, yeah. which means nothing to anybody in the movie that's only there for the audience after they lie and be like oh no 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 he's not Khan. same thing where you see in a in, uh, star wars right now we're like oh no rise of skywalker has no significance I'm like yeah sure okay whatever but i was the audience and you were the audience it was for us why can't you be angry for something that was made for you it's just because it felt so forced honestly no, it, it just no, out- star wars <laughs> oh yeah so, uh, so yeah, like I said, that was the big thing for me. It's like, please tell me he's wrong. Because his accuracy is almost 100%. He's almost never wrong. So I'm just praying to God he's got this one wrong. I hope so, too. And, but at the same time, if he's not, then I don't have to plunk down the money for CBS All Access. <laughs> and I can plunk my money down for Disney+. Plus. Yes, folks, this is oh. a segue to the next story. Damn, I was going to derail that segue. <laughs> That's why I said that, because I knew you were going to do that. So this well, only because I have a question. All right. Go we'll, ahead. We'll roll it back then. We'll undo my segue. Go ahead. What's your question, Willie? Have you ever paid for CBS, whatever the fuck it's called? I have not, because I Ooh. played around with my VPN to see whether I could get to the UK to watch Star Trek Discovery if I wanted to. And I could, but I haven't done it yet because I don't <laughs> care enough. That's Just making it sure. Down to. It was more of, hey, can I do this? No, huh. I can do this. That's kind of cool. And that's when I realized, wait, if I watch Star Trek Discovery on Netflix from the UK, I get 5.1 surround sound and HDR. Whereas if I watch it on CBS All Access, I don't. What I the hell, man? This, what the hell? I hope this, I hope this derailing is uh, worth a good question. It's good enough. But let's go back to <laughs> Disney+. Plus. They revealed a lot of information about this week, specifically what some of the content's going to be and the price. So... Here we go, guys. One of the things we are speculating is how much is Disney Plus going to cost? Well, uh-huh. they announced $6.99 per month or $69 a year for Disney Plus, which is lower than oh, Netflix, shit. lower than Hulu, lower than most of these streaming services out there. Why can Disney get away with that? Because all the content they've put on there already, they own the rights 100% to, so they're not paying any <laughs> licensing fees, anything like that. Now, what all is going to be on the program? We've theorized. We've heard a few things. So they have the whole back catalog of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, and any TV series that's owned that they can do. And Suncast in the chat room asks how long until they raise the price. I'd say at least a year until they can see what their numbers do to uh, impact Netflix or Hulu and things like that. If they start low, they get a bunch of people in. We do also know that Jon Favreau's new series, The Mandalorian, set in the Star Wars universe, will be one of the first things to come to Disney+, Plus, arriving in November they won't be available at launch, but uh, the new episodes of The Clone Wars, the animated series, will debut in the first year. They've uh-huh. also announced another Star Wars series starring Diego Luna as Cassian Andor and Alan uh-huh. Tudyk returning as K2SO Ooh. Oh. to be uh, set prior to Star Wars Rogue One. So I thought, I thought you were going to say he's returning as Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. It is sadly not Steve the Pirate. 
Uh, one thing to keep in mind, if you're interested in picking up this series for Marvel stuff, you might not need to pick it up at launch. They did say none of the Marvel original series will be available at launch, but it shouldn't be too long a wait until you get Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was confirmed within the first year, as well as in the second year, the Wanda and Vision show, the Loki show, and an animated series called What If. Now, this is basically taking the comics like we have those What If issues and doing one-shot animated TV shows about a one-off moment. And they did say... Yes. The first what if episode will be about what if Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum instead oh. of Steve Rogers. Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. I, I guess. I think it could be interesting. I love the what if comics, so that is a lot of interest to me because I enjoy the this is crazy. I can't believe they did this. Now, I wonder if this what if thing, if they're going the in particular the Peggy Carter, is she going to get frozen and go to present day or is she just going to go through and just Bash all in the Secret Service things. Bloom, bloom, shield, blah, 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 bloom. I don't know at this point in time. It was kind of, they didn't show a ton of stuff. I think they showed like a sample screenshot of what it would look like. They did also mention the entire catalog of existing Pixar movies and shorts will be available. There will be a slight wait for Toy Story 4, but they are starting a spinoff 10 short series off of Toy Story 4 called Forky Asks a Question, which is one of the characters that you'll be introduced to in Toy Story 4. Okay. They're also going to be doing a bunch of unscripted reality shows, competitions, and documentaries that connect to Star Wars and Marvel. So there is a full listing of the shows that I pulled on sciencefiction.com. They have the live-action series. I know Willie's really excited. There's a 10-episode scripted series of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Sure, whatever. Uh, I know you can't wait. The Mandalorian is coming out, which is one I'm excited about. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Diary of a Female President. Those are all year one releases. Year two, Loki, the Cassian Andor series, the WandaVision series, Forky asks a question. Those are all things that are slated for the first two years of the service. So, could be interesting. So, I don't, so I'm not worried about it in the first year. It sounds like, unless you want to watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you probably don't have to worry about it in the first year. Because that will be in the first year. Same with Mandalorian. I gotta see a trailer or something. See what the budget is for it. Well, the way they described it is that they wanted to try to make them appear on par with what you see in the movies. We'll see if that works out for them. Uh, I'm going in very, uh, what's the word? Low uh, expectations? No, no, when you're uh, not sure something's going to be working. What is this phrase? What the fuck is it? I don't know. I'll figure it out later. He'll figure it out. Get there. What? Ambivalent? No, no, no. I'm not that smart. <laughs> So on the animated series and shorts, they have a series called uh, Lamp Life, which is all about Bo Peep from the Toy Story movie since she returns in Toy Story 4. Monsters okay. at Work, which is based off Monsters, Inc., Star Wars The Clone Wars, and Marvel Studios' What If, where each episode explores a pivotal moment from the MCU and turns it on its head, leading the audience into uncharted territory. Those are all year one releases. Well, the big thing for me is uh, for me to even access it. That's the big thing. I think they've already said they're going to be coming out in the consoles, right? Yes. So it is on pretty much every device that's out there. It's on your Roku, on your Apple TV, on your console, mm. accessible via the browser. It looks like however you want to watch Disney Plus, they will have it available for you. Because you know who fucked that up, though? Apple? Warner Brothers and DC. Oh, DC Universe isn't available on everything? It's not available on the PlayStation. I, I can tell you that. I realize that. Is it on Xbox? I don't honestly know. You know what DC stands for now? Those dick cocks. Uh, 
Uh, how what? does that lettering break down? DC Dick Cox. You said does Dick Cox? No, no, what those Dick there, Cox. Uh, th- those is just a, a, a it's a it's an article. You don't put those in acronyms. Okay. Okay, so going back a sec, like we mentioned, six ninety nine a year, or six ninety nine a month, sixty nine dollars a year launches on November twelfth, and Disney is exploring the fact of bundles to combine Disney Plus with Hulu and the ESPN streaming service. So theoretically, if you're able to combine those three things, one could argue you could probably disconnect your cable because between all three of those, you've got almost everything on TV other than like you, your internet. You need this to be cut from cable? Come on. No. Cut from, you should have done it years ago. No, I've never you paid don't for necessarily cable. need that. The thing is a lot of people want these exclusives they're going to be doing. And let's be honest, when it comes let's compare the CBS All Access launch to the Disney Plus launch. They're roughly equivalent kinds of things. What did Disney what did CBS All Access have that I was interested in? Star Trek Discovery. And that was it. Eventually they had a Twilight Zone. And I went, okay, that could be kind of interesting to watch. You look at what Disney Plus is throwing out there for all the stuff they're doing. Star Wars series, Marvel series, cartoons, a back catalog that includes the entire run of The Simpsons. There's a bit more things of interest when it comes to Disney Plus. Now, I'm biased because I like a lot of those things more than I like a lot of the CBS properties. So I fully admit my bias, but I think they have a much bigger presentation on day one to be like, hey, here's why you should check us out. Well, it's also that a lot of the properties Disney has are not uh, syndicated out the wise. You know, uh, CBS All Access, you can watch NCIS. My local station has syndicated NCIS twice a day. USA Network runs it like three, four times a day. And there's all the DVDs and everything. It's it's like you don't need CBS All Access to watch NCIS. Yes. Whereas with this, you know, you don't have The Simpsons everywhere. You don't have, uh, you don't have a lot of these exclusive cartoons and stuff like that. So it's a much more, you want it, this is the most convenient option in order to do it. You know, Big Bang Theory and uh, NCIS, you don't need all access to watch those shows. Uh, NCSI or NC, whatever it is. That, <laughs> NCSI that works also. I'm good with that. Oh, that one girl from it. The uh, the uh, the uh, the scientist girl, whatever her name is. She's not even Daddy. on the show anymore. Well, they fucked up already. I just remember watching it back. And, oh, God, was that some, God, the unprotected things I'd give her. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I don't even know where to go with that, Willie. She's a scientist. She won't let you get within a mile of her. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I got a lot of charm. Yeah, but she's got a lot of protections. A lot of charm. <laughs> so wrapping up the Disney Plus stuff, what devices will support it? I tried to go and pull the actual information. I found an article over on Pocket Lint saying it'll be available for a large range, <clears throat> wide range of hardware including smart TVs, web browsers, tablets, smartphones, streaming devices, and game consoles. They specifically mentioned the Sony Bravia TVs, Roku's, and PlayStation for PS4 support. Microsoft confirmed it's coming to the Windows 10 store and for Xbox. And I believe I'd seen somewhere for Switch, but I cannot find the confirmation I saw on that right now. Well, that would be a no-brainer. They'd have to put it on Switch. I mean, that's one of your biggest kid markets there is. Disney's all about the kids, especially, remember, Universal is opening uh, a a Nintendo Land theme park. That is true. Disney and and Universal have been rivals literally since Disney himself was alive. I mean, I'm going to say that for the Switch, it's like a, it's cool that it's there, but I mean, I want, because I mean, who really uses their Switch to stream content? 
I might use it if I was on the go somewhere and there was Wi-Fi because then I wouldn't need to pull out another device. But yeah, that would make sense. That, that's and a bigger case. screen. I doubt. Or if you're playing a game on sitting on the couch and you're like, oh, I want to watch Netflix, but Person X is watching something. Let me pop in my headphones and I can watch sitting here. That kind of thing. It's not going to be my default Netflix device, though. I guarantee that. But even docked, how even streaming, it doesn't even go that high. It doesn't even go to 720, does it? it docked, goes, it does 1080. It, it for streaming. Well, I don't know. There's the only thing you can stream on it right now is Hulu, I think. And I had YouTube. Put, oh, I haven't tried it. I, I can try well, it when I get upstairs. I mentioned I, YouTube because you can uh, you can watch purchase movies from the Google Play Store through YouTube. I didn't think uh, I didn't think uh, the hardware on the Switch could pump out uh, 1080. I thought it was limited to 720. 720 undocked because that's all the screen is capable of. When it's docked, right. it can do up to 1080 depending oh. on what you're playing. Not all games are 1080. Undocked. And going back a sec to the devices on Disney Plus, the only ones they've officially confirmed were like PlayStation Four and Bravia TVs. However, there was a slide they brought up during the pre- the uh, presentation that showed Disney Plus and a variety of devices with a PlayStation Four, an Xbox One, a Nintendo Switch, a Windows laptop, an Apple laptop, Apple TV, Roku. Looks like a Fire TV, and then a variety of smart TVs. So it sounds like their plan is to make sure that whatever device or ecosystem you live in. You can play. Excuse me. You can watch Disney Plus content, which smart move. I don't notice. Uh, I don't notice Linux for Chrome in there. Well, you can do it through the browser, so I see you know no what? reason to say why you wouldn't be able to. You could take that smug look and get the fuck. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> but nice. Linux faster race. Linux faster race. They did say browser based stuff would work. So assuming they're, it depends on what they're using to well, using to stream with, be it Flash or Silverlight or HTML5. I don't know what they're using. It's it, it would have to be HTML5. Yeah. Flash is going to be, they're going to officially stop uh, upgrading Flash Good. within like a year, I think. Good and Silverlight just never went anywhere to begin with. That that is also true too. Uh, so that wraps up my in-depth Disney, well, relatively in-depth Disney Plus discussion. They've got a crap load of content coming, and if Star Wars and Marvel are your jam, then you might want to go check out Disney Plus. I'm sure they'll be doing some kind of trials and stuff too, so you might be able to pick up a trial to try a week or a month or whatever when we get closer to launch. That's still a ways away because that's November 12th, I think, is what they were ta- is what I saw in the article. So we've got. We got time. Time to figure things out. Just like Willie's had time to figure out what his news is. So, Willie, what's your news this week? Well, the way you say it makes it sound like I didn't have any news the week. I no, had to really it, scramble that, to come up with something. It's more that you had a few different things you could talk about and you were trying to decide what you wanted to talk about. So I will clarify so as not to disparage one Willie D. Nelson's character. He was prepared. He just did not know which news story to do and was waiting to have... Which one gave him the best feeling as we got closer to it? Did I did I fix things for you, Willie? Make it seem like you weren't screwing around? Because you weren't. All right. All right, fine. So I'm going to start talking about Warner Brothers and how they're going to have a copyright. I'm just, I'm not going to touch that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, since I guess I am the PlayStation guy, uh, you can now change your name on the PlayStation Network. So if I didn't want to be Willied Nelson anymore, I can change my name now. Are you going to be South Porky on PlayStation Network? No, 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 no. no. He's going to be Funny Muffin. (laughs) Good old Funny Muffin Nelson. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's better than Amusement Cupcake. But um, yeah, yeah. Actually, I thought about it, and like, I don't want to change my name. I kind of, I'm, I'm fit into it, mostly because I cannot change my name to the name I want, 
which was the name I originally wanted when I got my PS3 back in 2008. It was already taken. And that is just Willie Nelson. That's because Willie Nelson likes to smoke a spliff and play PlayStation games. It's not the actual Willie Nelson. This is some asshole. This is some asshole who doesn't even play games. He's at last time I checked, he was at trophy level three. And that means he probably doesn't even play anything for years. This piece of shit. But I cannot change to a name that's already been taken. So So what even if they change it. What they need to figure out is part of what they did to pump up their PlayStation Network numbers was to say anyone who was part of their message board service had a PlayStation Network account because those are the same. Whatever your account is there is the same as what you play PlayStation Network with. So there's probably some folks on there that may not even play, but just were on the message boards or something like that that already took good game, good PlayStation uh, Network names. I almost said gamer tag. I apologize. Well, they didn't take Willie Nelson because so I did. Good old Willie Nelson is in the house today. Yep, that's what a friend called him. I said, oh, Willie D. Nelson. They said, oh, you're just Willie Nelson. I was like, I am Willie I have been willied since birth. Aha. Uh-huh. But um, I think I've explained this before. But uh, the the why it was so difficult to uh, come up come about with this. If you look at Microsoft and what they did when they first had those uh, the gamer tags, they pretty much um, your profile was attached to a number, and that number was really what your profile is. You could change your profile name all the live long day. It would just change on the uh, the profile number, uh, whatever number that was attached to. It was basically a pointer for you. Yeah. And what Sony did was your profile name that you come with, that's what you're known as in the PlayStation Network. That's, they attach everything to that name, not to a number, and then with the name. It's directly. That's why it's so difficult for them to get. I understand it's difficult, but it should have been done before now. You should have put your heads and minds to it. This is Sony. How many times has the how many times has the PSN been hacked? You know, hell, one big security, time that I remember. Hell, their uh, their security is so good. People are figuring out how to load more games onto the PlayStation Classic like less than a week after its release. That's because they didn't even do anything besides just take ROMs in an emulator and toss it on there. Yep. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, they, they fucked up on that one. I I've said that. They, there's they, a reason. I don't want that. There's a reason why the PlayStation Classic is like thirty to forty bucks brand new right now. Mm, yeah, that's how I got mine. I had uh, I had twenty five dollars at Best Buy coupons. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is the time to go. And was it I'm worth it when you got your PlayStation Classic for thirty bucks of Best Buy coupons? So it was effectively almost free for you. Was mm. it worth it when you got it? It, it it's all right. I still play uh, I still play my flashbacks and my uh, Nintendo Classics a lot more. But it, I mean, it was it was interesting because things like I missed out on games like puzzle fighter when they first came out and that goes for huge bucks on eBay. And in fact, I'll tell you the truth. They should have, because I know they could have put more on there. You know, you can put ROMs on there that don't tax the system games like Kelowna, you know, that's almost impossible to find, put that on there, you know, get the real ones that people charge the huge bucks for, but people genuinely love, but no, and I would say put Croc on there just for its uh, place in video game history. What Croc? Yeah, video game history. Yeah, it was it was basically the first game that actually attempted to do the free roam 3D thing that Super Mario uh, 64 got right. Uh, excuse me, Bubsy 3D. You are not going to live long enough to regret that suggestion. <laughs> Oh, Bubsy 3D was a way terrible. 
Ugh. I had the to control. Do an, oh God. I had to do an article for it uh, for a video game trader magazine. I took that bullet. Oh my God. I took that bullet. I mean, I'm just playing. I'm like, how did anybody even think this was finished? You know, accolade was so determined to make Bubsy uh, the big mascot during his original run on the Genesis and the, and the super Nintendo. They sent out birthday cakes on his first birthday celebration to all the video game magazines. They were determined to do something with them, but through and then it's like, oh, we're upset with the fans. It's like, no, be upset with your coding department. They're the ones who blew it. Yeah, no joke, man. Yeah, um, yeah, Bubsy. He wasn't even popular on the uh, Super Nintendo. Well, he did well enough to get a sequel. Yeah, no. Yeah, it it wasn't a bad game. You know, it it certainly could have. It was certainly better than most of the mascot uh, platformers. Mascot but, platformer. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's just yeah, three three uh, D basically just just uh, just drove it into the ground like a lawn dart. And then they recently come out with another one, like a, at least a year ago, within a yeah. year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did a new one for the PS4. I know it's on the PS4. I don't know about the Xbox One. It's not bad. I mean, it's extremely short. I think it was only like thirty bucks when it first came out. Jesus. But I mean, it it wasn't a bad game. It wasn't terrific, but it wasn't bad. It didn't sound like thirty bucks worth. Yeah, for a Bubsy game, here's twenty bucks max. (laughs) Well, I mean, they did as a side scroller. It it played a lot tighter, and it wasn't as obnoxious. Mm. You know, anybody that wants to play Bubsy 3D, you know, to quote Dark Lord Jado. If anybody that wants to play this game, please go out and get yourself a copy of Arkham Asylum to remind yourself what fun is. That game is amazing to this day. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can ever play it again, but it was fun. Why can't you play it again? I'm curious. I've already played it. It's been there. I can't even go back. I can't. I tried to even play Arkham Knight, and I just can't get through. I was like, I don't want to play this. Okay, that's fair. I was just curious whether it was a matter of uh, you just didn't like it anymore or I don't know. It's just something that's just even the gameplay just doesn't interest me anymore. I don't know what it is. It was fun when I played it. I had a great fun. I almost got the platinum, but those fucking challenges where you had to do the fighting challenges. Oh, God damn it. Those fucking... They use every fucking ability within one free flow combat thing. It's like, Jesus, are you fucking kidding me? Use every gadget and everything without fucking up. Fuck you. Fair enough, Willie. Fair enough. And yeah, I'm not going to do the calendar man thing in Arkham City. Fuck you. I know I could just go in and yeah, change my change console state. Date. I'm too fucking lazy for that. It means I got to quit the game, go into settings, change the dates, restart the game, go through the loading thing, go talk to them, turn it back off, change the date, turn it back in, load it back in, blah, blah, blah. Do it over and over and over again. Bullshit. Bullshit, he says. Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, Willie, thank you for sharing that with us. We, we greatly appreciate knowing that you could change your PSN name if you wanted to, but you don't want to because you're Willie Nelson, damn it. And you're always you, you going to be God, Willie Nelson. you goddamn right. <laughs> uh, okay, well, if we're done with the news of the week... Uh, well, no, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're not? There's still a little something. The person may not be here, but we still got his new store. We're going to be talking about it, damn it. Okay. <laughs> well, Willie, why don't you lead the charge on this? 
I'm not a fan of it. Really, I'm not a. Well, I mean, I mean, I like it, but I'm not a fanboy of it. So you started. Entertains me so much if you started. Fine. Uh, so a trailer came out, and um, it's a new Brightburn trailer. I'm very excited about this movie. I'm just kidding. Although the new has a new trailer, and it does look super good. But um, Star Wars trailer came out. Whoop did he do? Go on, you finish off the rest of the so, shit. I said my shit. Star Wars celebrations this week. I've got some friends that were at Star Wars celebration. I know Naki was there, SP was there. There's some other folks from the network or friends of the network that have been there. And on Friday, like many had theorized, they dropped the trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine called "What the Rise of Skywalker." I believe is the name. Just of Just Rise of Skywalker. People keep throwing in "thes" in there. There was a on it. I don't think there is a "the." I think it's just those three words. Okay. Well, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. J.J. Abrams is back. They have made some changes that a lot of people are arguing are retcons, but really who gives a crap? But the big reveal in it at the end was Ian McDiarmid laughing as the Emperor. And at Star Wars Celebration, as soon as that's done, he comes out on stage where they're premiering the trailer and in his Palpatine voice says, roll it again. And they played it again. So in some way, shape, or form, good old Uncle Palpy himself is back for Episode Nine. It's interesting. I'm curious to see where it goes. I've talked about it on this show before. I was a very big Star Wars fan. I still enjoy it. And I have not fallen off the wagon because Episode Eight makes me mad. I hate all the changes they did. Ryan Johnson made a terrible movie like you see people talk about. No, the idiots on the internet who can't do anything but complain about Star Wars, who profess to love Star Wars so they shit all over it, have really just kind of ruined it for me and made me take a half step back from star wars and be like yeah i'm excited to see where this movie is but it's not like it was when episode seven or eight trailers came out and i was like oh my god i can't wait to see what's going to happen i want to get into delving into all these fan theories to see what's going to happen this is more of hey that's kind of cool they've got some interesting stuff going on now i want to go and check that out and i kind of miss that excitement but at the same time I just don't want to deal with the idiots who will never be satisfied, who feel as though their goal is to go on there and say it's all because Kathleen Kennedy is promoting her social justice warrior uh, viewpoints on Star Wars and blah, 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 blah. The people who watched the video at Celebration, all they could do is complain that uh, Stephen Colbert was hosting it and pushing his SJW agenda and stuff like that. I don't care what your viewpoint is on that, but... Star Wars has always been about different people having different powers that rise from nothing that becomes something. And I, I don't get it. All the complaints about this just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Star Wars is never political. It's about overthrowing a fascist government, you idiots. Yeah. And it's a realization I've come to. And I don't think I've actually talked about on here a ton is that just I'm excited. I want to see where they go with it. But at the same time, I'm not going to be that guy anymore who's like, oh, my God, Star Wars, all these theories and stuff like that, just because. I don't want to have to interact with those people who will never be happy regardless of what happens. It's one thing to be like, yes, I don't like episode eight or I didn't like solo or I didn't like rogue one or I don't like parts of it, but it really just bothers me. The people that profess they love star Wars so much that they have to shit all over everything. How are you a star Wars fan? If all of your doing is going out and shitting on it and saying, we need to do something different with it. This isn't being treated right. Well, then just don't watch it then. Star Wars isn't for you anymore, I guess. Go relive the glory days of watching the stuff you loved. That's fine, but don't go out there and just shit all over it. I mean, I make a point of, I've talked about my viewpoint on this before, for social media, especially Twitter, I follow people I find interesting, or I follow folks that say things I find interesting. I don't necessarily 
agree with their viewpoints and that's fine and i don't want to live in a bubble where all i see is the stuff that i agree with and there, there's one guy i follow and i had to mute him on twitter just because i was like anything like every five minutes he was tweeting about something for celebration and just crapping on it like this isn't how they need to do it blah 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 we need to go back to what star wars was this is promoting an sjw agenda i'm like if you don't like it just stop watching it don't don't make it your life mission to just crap on it but go back to the old star wars Every, everything promotes an agenda the only question is do you notice it and do you agree with it classic tv sitcoms those were based on the nuclear family setup and uh it, you know and well if you look at classic 50s and 60s sci-fi that was just a metaphor for the cold war everything is political the only question is do you agree with the politics or not and what you have is a bunch of people who are who don't want to they don't want to share the canvas with other artists they want to they don't even have to be fans of it right. know, this is things i complain about with sailor moon because i'm a sailor moon fan but even the original series, the original series, first two seasons did great, and then the ratings plunged. Now, the merchandise still sells. They're still trying to do new series, but the series are still not pulling in big ratings. Season four is now going to be two movies instead of a of a 13-episode run. People are fans of the concept of Sailor Moon, not the show itself. They don't watch the show, and then, hey, what happens? It gets canceled. Oh, no one listens to us. You weren't supporting it anyway. When they complain about Thundercats Go, it's like, yeah, if Thundercats Go was so good, it never would have been canceled in the first place because you never would have stopped watching. But you did, uh, and now someone's trying something new, and here you go complaining about that. I did do some research. Um, I, I had to fucking just rewatch the damn trailer to get the actual answer because all over the, I just searched it, and it, they said both of them, with the the and without the the, but it is with the the. You were right, Chris. I was wrong. <laughs> I thought it was, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's kind of moot. It doesn't, the really article matter. is important, Chris. Okay. Fair, fair. Matt, welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the, Hey, if you want to shit on star Wars hour, don't come here. Uh, Anthony, just because hey, I'm it, not here to shit on star Wars. I love star. Wars. No, I mean the, the point I was making though, is I'm tired of the people who proclaim to love it and then just crap on it. Just step away. That's part of what pushes people out of the fandom. I think. Hell yeah. I'm sticking by my rule. If you spend more than 50% of your time complaining about something, you're no longer a fan. I am a fan of Star Wars. I love Star Wars, and that fucking trailer gave me chills. I am super stoked for the game and the movie. We haven't talked about the game aspect of it yet. We've just been talking about the trailer <laughs> reveal and the fact that good old Uncle Palpy's back. That. <laughs> Maybe possibly that, in some way, shape, or form, there is a yeah. representation of Uncle Palpy. Let me rephrase. Can we stop calling him that? It's he, <laughs> he makes it sound like a pedophile in waiting. You don't want to talk he, about Uncle Palpy? He might have been. You never know. It sounds like a child toucher in the making. Young Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh we found we have something even creepier than Reverend Willie now. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah, a can't... lot. You can make a lot of sex jokes about Star Wars. <laughs> you came in that thing. You're braver than I thought. Feel my <laughs> flow. Let size the hate matters flow not. through you. By my size, do you? <laughs> you can yeah. do a lot of sex. Oh jokes. yeah, Yoda was definitely a pedophile. <laughs> mm, too old is he? <laughs> oh, <dear laughs> Jesus! I didn't uh, know I was going there. So I said it. <laughs> so, Anthony, if you want to touch uh, on the game, feel free. That's the one thing we hadn't gotten to yet on the episode nine or Star Wars celebration piece. 
Well, it, once again, it's it's the upside and the downside. Uh, Bioware or not Bioware, um, Respawn has made the new Jedi: The Fallen Order game, but sadly, they're also attached to EA. So just yeah. like Apex Legends and just like Anthem, there's good and bad with the two companies involved. But hopefully, it looks really cool. And it's another single player game, which everybody said, oh, nobody buys those anymore. And then, you know, Spider-Man sells uh, umpteen million copies. So we know that single player games will still play, you know, God of War, Spider-Man, Event Horizon, the Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Like, you know, if they're made well, those games will sell copies. Shovel Knight. Yeah. And, you know, now a new a new Star Wars game where it's, you know, it's post Order 66 but you know the emperor, the empire's there. The emperor's now in charge, and all the Jedi remaining are hiding. And it looks like what you are is a force-sensitive person working on. It looks like it might be Coruscant, but it's hard to tell. But yeah, it's just a force-sensitive person working like a menial job who gets sick of you know not being uh, a hero and decides to actually like some help some people out and grab a lightsaber. So. It's going to be cool to see that that area covered in a game because I don't think we've had a game during that area yet. So it, it looks good. And yeah, mm, designed really, to pick. We haven't seen any gameplay. Well, too, we haven't seen any gameplay. But the idea of you know a, a character that decides to pick up a lightsaber at that during that timeline, during that specific time in the Star Wars story, like that's a ballsy move. You know, Order sixty six goes out, all the Jedi get murdered, and at that point, the Jedi were all called you know, traitors to the Galactic Empire and were the bad guys. So the fact that someone at that point decides that they're going to be a Jedi anyways, or, you know, head that direction with their fourth powers, like, I, I like the idea. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go back to this um, whole thing we talked about earlier. Maybe the Sith were the good guys because they didn't ever diddle little kids. All their fucking apprentices were old enough. I never seen them have a little kid apprentice. Holy shit! The Sith are anti pedophiles. Uh, Darth Vader murdered a room full of children. Yeah, so he so they couldn't be touched anymore. He took their pain away. That's that. No, that doesn't make them good guys. <laughs> he, he's he's one of those extreme child free people. <laughs> is, I'm sorry. What was that? He's one of those extreme child free people. You know, know what? what Let's go with that. Doesn't want children or doesn't like children. I don't know what I don't know either, but I'm just going with it. I'm making up in my own head. Hey, that works. So the the interesting thing in regards to this one, I don't know if you guys talked about. I apologize, I had to step out for a second. Was that uh, it's respawn? It's respawn entertainment that's doing this, which you guys might know as the makers of Titanfall one and two, Apex Legends. You know the guys that make multiplayer games whose president and CEO prior to when this came out said, this is a purely single-player game, no microtransactions, no none of this stuff, which is a game I'm clamoring for. Don't get me wrong. I want single-player games. But (laughs) here's where you've got to scratch your head is, if you're EA who's doing this, you go, okay, we're going to take Bioware, who does single-player-driven stories, heavy heavy lore and things like that, we're going to give them an online looter shooter. And then we're going to give these guys that make predominantly online multiplayer games a core single player game and say, you guys get this. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just a very interesting idea of where they would go with this. But it looks like an interesting game. Like Willie said, though, we've seen no gameplay footage. We've just seen kind of a a sneak, a taste of what could come with it. The concept is interesting. We've still got months until it comes out. We've got, what, 
seven months until it comes out, something like that, because it's November well, 15th. Well, the thing that worries me is well, they just came out with Apex Legends. Well, so who's working on that? Because that need that needs constant attention. That's something I guess we'll find out. I would say E3 is probably a time when we'll get an idea of what's going to be happening more with Apex and with this game. I expect that we'll get more revealed then. I mean, because you look at Epic Games, they're, that's, they're our Fortnite. That's what they're working on constantly. So what is how can Respawn kind of separate on this? Well, I guess it depends on how much they grew after the success might be a strong term but critical success of titanfall one and two because remember willie you and i have both talked about how much we enjoyed titanfall two on this show in fact uh i said it was, was enjoyable. It titanfall i can't remember uh i never titanfall i can never play it was xbox only okay that's right but it's a really good game the problem is ea released it right about the same time as battlefield so gee everyone went and played battlefield that was the yeah. problem they ran into the good luck sheeple yeah the, th- the fact of the matter is three games they've put out since they became Respawn Entertainment. Three games I've played and said, yeah, I feel like I got my money's worth out of this. I had fun with it. The gameplay mechanics are good. So they've got enough goodwill for me. I went, hey, I'm interested to see where they go with this. I'm really curious. We'll see more going forward. But right now, it's enough to have me go, I'm on board with this. One of the rumors is it's going to be very Dark Souls-esque eventually. Is it simple but complicated combat? So you'll have to fight. You'll have to play and fight smart. I don't know. Another complaint I'd seen is someone went, "Oh, geez, just yet another young white kid who's going to be the protagonist who, who's got a bland personality." And I was like, how "Yeah, do you know his per- how do you know his personality?" You watched a two-minute go trailer whitey. Right now. I, I, my <laughs> argument kind of was also, if you're a Jedi when the Empire is rising, you want to have a bland personality so that you don't stand out. So I think we'll see a lot more coming with this game. But right now, for a first taste, a first impression. I'm totally on board with it. Plus, Willie, there's a slight difference. When Fortnite was being built, it was you know a four-player team versus zombie game that happened to do a battle royale mode for the yeah. fun of it, and then that became what their game is. And then they've spent every moment since then making skins and stupid shit to add to it. Respawn went into Apex Legends knowing exactly what they were building, built it, put out a season pass, have already introduced a new character, and seem to have everything set in place knowing where they're going forward. So it's probably easier for them to have part of their team move on to another game where there was no shock with Apex Legends. They built a full game, dropped it without anybody knowing it was coming, but they knew exactly what they were building going in. That's that's a good point, but my only question to retort to that is... um... They put out their season pass, which means they're making changes. That means they're they're going to be making changes. But you do they they probably have planned for that. So yeah, we'll see. We'll just have to see. Yeah, I mean that's what it comes down to. Right now, positive signs for me. Episode nine, like I said, I'm interested, but I'm not going to be one of those people that's salivate that's like frothing at the mouth in their excitement. I've come to the realization that my current thing that gets me super excited it's Marvel movies right now. And the what's coming up with that? That's what's Ooh. captured and captivated my attention. So you're talking about like like Wade and the two. Wh- yeah. Which am I more excited for? Yeah, I already know it's Endgame. It's easy. Oh, uh, I don't know. Ray fighting a starship with a sword. <laughs> that scene looks fucking it awesome. Does look cool. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of liking that What If series you've been talking about. What If series on Disney Plus also sounds like it could be pretty cool as well. There's some cool stuff coming. There is indeed. 
But that... oh, the whole Disney Plus thing, man. Oh, the uh, fact that they made it so cheap. A goddamn mouse trying to get all that money. They are indeed. But that does, in fact, <laughs> wrap up the news of the week. But we do have another segment for you guys. But Sailor Poland specifically requested the opportunity to come on this show and share his viewpoints on a certain little trailer that dropped, what, about two weeks ago now? So we're not talking Star Wars. We're not, not Star Wars like, anymore. It was last week. I saw it with the Shazam movie. Okay. So, so Sailor Poland, we are going to throw the floor to you. It is all yours, sir. Okay, so uh, we have the trailer for the, we have the first trailer for the Joker movie, and I'm confused. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep in mind, I am a Batman fan, so it's I'm I'm very confused about the purpose of this movie. Mainly, I mean, it's the whole point of the trailers is supposed to get you excited and wanted and wanting to see it. But everything undermines it. It's a $55 million budget. Wait, wait. So the purpose of that see... trailer is this right here. Stacks of cash. Yeah. Uh, but, will, but will they see it? Uh, here, well, the, with, the, with the Joker, basically they're trying to treat it like Venom. You know, how, uh, how Avi Arad was so convinced that Venom can be a big star on his own and was wagering everything on a Venom movie. The Joker, for reasons that escape me, has a huge following. The, I say it escapes me because... There's a lot of characters that are meant to be antisocial and bad examples that somehow become heroes. Who's the most popular character on South Park? Cartman, the character that Parkinson created specifically to show bad behavior. And uh, <laughs> like, it, if you go shopping for like uh, cosplay patterns, they have all kinds of them for the DC characters, like the like the women. They got the bombshells. They got plus size. They got normal. There is only one DC pattern you can buy for men, and that's the Joker. So we have this $55 million budget movie. We already know it can't possibly be the Joker that everybody knows. In the comics, the Joker is drawn to be roughly the same age as Bruce Wayne. This guy is clearly in his 40s, and from the behind-the-scenes stuff we've seen, it looks like Bruce Wayne is barely a teenager at this time. They've also said, no, it's the guy who's going to inspire the Joker. Well, then what's the point of this? Because everything they're doing, they're, uh, they're doing it more or less... Everything in the trailer reflects that he's basically a social outcast looking to make a stand against greedy uh, against greedy capitalism. It's it basically it's V for Vendetta for stupid people. And, uh, <laughs> that, that's that's the only way. It, it's V for, it's V for Vendetta with a little bit of sorry to bother you mixed in, just not as clever about it. And uh, it's like I said, it, because the scene where he's writing out his uh, his potential jokes in the notebook. If you pause the video, you can see one of them, and it says, "Why are the poor so confused? Because they don't have any sense." So, and given that the nemesis is supposed to be uh, Thomas Wayne, and I love that scene. In the, you know, this is an example of how the whole thing is impressed with itself. You know, this fall—do they mean fall as an autumn, or this person who falls from grace? You know, oh, the, I don't hide behind a mask or anything like that. It's like, yeah, but his kid is going to and. It just seems more like it's self-satisfied and trying to be impressed with itself than actually trying to tell a story or be a movie. And I just don't get what's the point of making it. Because if it has nothing to do with Batman, why are you bothering? Why not put that money towards something? You know, this is this is Walter Mata's first greenlit movie. Everything we've had up till now, including Shazam, was Jeff Johns and John Burt. They got the thumb. And when Hamada took over, the first thing he greenlit was The Joker. Why? 
you know, once again, it's a $55 million budget. It has a, it has a very 80s, 90s aesthetic to it. You can tell from the makes and models of the cars. They're trying to make it as some guy who basically falls out of the system, you know, which we've seen before, Turk 182 and other movies like that. Why does it have to be the Joker? Can't he just tell this movie using a regular character or someone original or even better since all, of, you know, they were already talking about having two different flashes. And we've seen that the DC universe is just going to focus on different aspects of different worlds in that. Why not just make like another Arrow universe where Oliver Queen is is standing up like this himself? I just don't get the point of, of what they're trying to make here. The point is the full introduction of the multiverse, basically. And to try to make us forget Jared Leto in a bad way and make us forget Heath Ledger in a good way. That there is another Joker, and so they can make money off of it. I did not like Jared, Le- Jared Leto's Joker anyway, so I would be just fine with forgetting him. <laughs> well, yeah, I th- think you and most of us yeah. are of that same opinion. Jared I think Leto, I'm, one of the, I'm one of the few people that actually kind of liked it. <laughs> Jared Leto's Joker did seem like a pedophile. This uh, I try not to get. Uh, I do try not to get too fanboyish and stuff like that because I know it's all different interpretations. And let's face it, there have been so many interpretations of Batman over the years that another one doesn't hurt. But to my mind, the whole thing about the Joker is that he's dangerous. It's not that he's psychotic. It's not that he's crazy. It's that despite that, he is smart. And no matter what you think of, he can still outmaneuver you. That's what makes him scary, not the fact that he's completely unhinged. Leto, I did not get the impression, was, was a genius. I just thought he was a nutcase. And that no, robbed, he was like the gangster Joker. Right, and that just robbed uh, the whole thing of the Joker for me. Was that it's like no, he's supposed to be intelligent. He's supposed to be smart. This guy is just, this guy is just uh, he. It's the whole thing about Bruce Wayne. Only it's more like he's living the Bruce Wayne life. While with Bruce Wayne, that's just the cover to hide Batman. You know, he's the big party boy and you know doing all the crazy stuff. You know, he's the actual representation rather than Bruce Wayne is. But it still doesn't work for the Joker for me. Yeah, I, this is one of those movies, and I think I touched on it briefly on the show. I, I looked at the trailer, watched, went, okay, but why, why? I, okay, you could tell the same story about anyone. You don't have to call it a Joker movie. Just about someone who goes unhinged and devolves into a crazy clown. I'm okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to take the uh, controversy. Uh, no, go for it. Looks, it looks good to me. I mean, I'm interested in seeing it. I don't need it to be attached to anything. I don't need to be attached to Jared Leto's Joker or anything. It just looks good on its own merit. That, that's but, the thing. I think it could be good. It's just it's not really a movie I was asking for or wanting. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I will probably see it at some point, but it's not one I'm like, oh, I'm going opening weekend. It's one I'm mm. like, eh, I might wait until it comes to Netflix. But there is something <laughs> I do hate about it. These fucking memes have already come out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 14 and this is deep shit. Like the 1940s, Joker origin, throw, get thrown in a uh, chemical waste or whatever. Oh, and yes. and today, throw them in society. Like we, we all fucking live in society. Well, How come we aren't all jokers and you pieces of shit? It's the internet. They're going to make jokes about Fuck anything. the internet. They make jokes. <laughs> Billy, you're on the internet. <laughs> Go ahead. Hitler is the most overused joke on the internet, and they still keep doing it. You're not going to get people to stop making memes about the Joker. 
Yeah. Oh God, trust me. Yeah. When I when I was streaming um, Jackbox like or Quiplash, after about an hour and a half, you get those people that just come in and they just say Hitler or the dreaded N word. But that's all they would throw in there. Nutella? There's no context jokes the, or anything. The only time I saw that work was on Achievement Hunter. They were playing Quiplash, and uh, the and the question was the worst costume for kids. One of them put Hitler, the other put Pedo Bear. Huh? And the viewership split almost evenly. It's like, yeah, that was a tough call. I don't, I mean, well, Pedo Bear doesn't make sense for him because if it's a kid having sex with other kids, it's not really pedophilia, is it? Well, I guess technically it is. Do you have to be a grown adult to be a pedophile? Huh. See, we're, com- we're coming up with the, uh, it all comes back to pedophilia here. You, huh. you, remind, you, know, you remind me I should have stayed in bed to leave the anime forums all those years ago. No, but I so think that's a good question. Do you have to be well, an adult to be a pedophile? Uh, when I was on the anime forum, there was an unwritten rule that any post about Evangelion within five posts was guaranteed to turn dirty. And there was one guy who, and there was one guy whose first quote, uh, whose first post for the day. And uh, keep in mind on the show, Ray Ayanami, who wears the white flight suit, uh, she's a clone. There are three of them over, of her over the course of the series. And he posed the question, so if Ray has sex with one of her clones, is that incest or masturbation? And I, I would said, say I, neither. I said, well, I said, I think I need to boil my computer before I answer that. Uh, it's masturbation. Uh, no, well, it's technically not yourself, like your own, like your personal body that you're in control of. So I would say it's neither because it's all, I mean, sure, it has your genetic makeup, but I mean, it's I not put like, it out there as an example. I wasn't expecting to actually pontificate on it. Oh, I am. <laughs> You underestimated me, sir, and that's your downfall. Yeah, to- I was a sailor. We we got that. into these question and answer sessions a lot while we were underway and had nothing better to do. Uh, just oh. a short little tangent. Uh, my buddy <laughs> in his college, they actually had a class on the whole like uh, uh, that show. Uh, Evan, I can never pronounce Evangelion. it right. Yeah, yeah, they had a whole class on that show <laughs> in college. Well, hell, the mer- well, hell, the Marines the Marines make uh, make uh, Ender's game required grading, so. You never know. Wait, for real? Yep. It is required reading in the U.S. Marines. Did not know I that. I don't understand why. I thought it was a stupid book. My, I guess because of the whole notion of, you know, noble sacrifice of soldiers and stuff like that. But whatever it is, it is required reading in the Marine Corps. And sadly, that author is in my, uh, live, I'm not sure if he's from my state, but he lives in my state now. <laughs> yeah, you can't pick your neighbors. If yeah. you could pick your neighbors, I'd have Jess Galba right next door to me. You can't pick your neighbors, but you can pick your nose. I, I see what he did there. Well, guys. I didn't. That, that, does, that does wrap up our conversation this week about uh, the Joker trailer, about everything we brought up on News of the Week. It's been a fun one. Before we move on over into what I'm into, though, we do like to remind folks that the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast is, in fact, part of a network of shows that you can find over at gunnageek.com. There's 20 plus different shows in the network. We've had some new additions to the network that I know we'll probably be reaching out to some folks to guest host on them. So it should be fun. We've got things that cover comic books, comic book TV shows, television shows, geek culture, tabletop gaming, video games, you name it. If it's geeky, we've probably got a show about it or we're looking to add one about it. But as much as I would love to tell you guys about every show on the network, I surely can't. But I can throw things over to one Willie Nelson and let him tell us about one show on the network. Yeah, oh, that's me, right? I'm Willie Nelson. That is correct. 
Sorry, I, I had to fill in some time to get my phone to turn back on. So this week, I'm going to be talking about the Starling Tribune, a CW Network era television show pan podcast. Episode 235, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, God, Chris, I'm going to have to really ask for your help for this pronunciation. Tagumu attacks? All right, good, good, good. The Starling Tribune reporters, Stargate Pioneer, Chris and Michelle, review the Legends of Tomorrow Season 4, 5th episode, Tagumu Attacks. Am I wrong? All right, well, whatever. Discussion topics include the awesome Japanese opening credits. Ooh, that sounds pretty cool. What the reporters' family-style holiday meals and celebrations were like. Gary and Mona's Thanksgiving. Ray and Nora's special on-screen interaction. Ooh, la, la. Tom Wilson treated fairly finally, and all the discussions surrounding Emily Bet Rickards and Alicity. Is that like Felicity? Don't cut your hair; you get in trouble. Leaving Arrow after this season is over. Back to you, Chris. I know I fucked all that up, but uh, no, you did all right, Willie. Excuse me, <laughs> Willied, Willied. You did all right. Back to you, Chris. I don't know if I already said that. Uh, you did, but I don't <laughs> mind a secondary one. So, guys, that does get us to the end of the show. As we wrap things up, we do a little segment called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and or nerdy things we've been getting into so that maybe, just maybe, you'll want to check them out yourselves. We are running a little late, so we're going to power through them and do them fairly quickly and then wrap <laughs> things up on the show. So uh, let's let's move things over to our illustrious guest, one Sailor Poland. What have you been getting into and what are you planning on getting into? Well, uh, I'm sure you can tell from my voice I've been getting into penicillin lately. I could not, but go mm. on. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. I've I got in with a really, really bad cold two weeks ago. I hate my coworkers, and I'm only now starting to come out of it, which tells you how important it was for me to bitch about the Joker trailer. It's like, yeah, you sound like shit. I'm still going on, goddammit. And here I am. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, uh, the things I've been getting into, uh, I've, I'm getting ready for uh, to get my tickets for Detective Pikachu. I am really looking forward Ooh. to that. Uh, I've yeah. been debating if I'm going to make a quantum suit from uh, end, from Endgame. I'm going to wait and see if I actually like the movie first. Um, uh, uh, here's a little uh, here's a little advice for everybody out there: if you see a cosplayer and you see something that isn't screen accurate, they don't want to hear it. Sometimes <laughs> they forget parts. Sometimes things break and they don't have a replacement or something. No one wants to hear it. And even the people that have the really bad cosplay. 99 times out of 100, they're doing it just to troll you. So just leave it alone. <laughs> it's not for them. It's for me. I like complaining. <laughs> See, Willie but, is the internet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, it's all downloaded into his head. It explains a lot. Uh, and, <laughs> Why am I not smarter then? Because you I can't keep, access it all at the same time. I keep telling people we already have an infinite number of monkeys with an infinite number of typewriters and the internet is nothing like Hamlet. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, they have announced up uh, for those of you who are Sailor Moon fans, the only story arc from the original series that never was released in the U S was stars. The fifth season, it is finally available for pre-order. So we are going to finish the original uh, classic storyline legally. I say legally because I have stars as a bootleg because <gasps> they never, Hey, they never released it legally. I'm within my rights. You pirate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yarg. 
That's the well, Steve, the pirate here. Well, that's also when the series got stupid anyway, so they would have had to have marked the price down a great deal for me to want it anyway. <laughs> season, season one and two were great. With season three, it started getting really dumb. And I'm sorry for everybody talking about Sailor, uh, Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus. Those <laughs> two were the biggest waste of space. I called him Sailor Useless and Sailor No Help. <laughs> Although, Stars does have, uh, there's one scene in one of the uh, early episodes where one of the characters is a printout on the school computer. And if you zoom in, you can see it's the lyrics to Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins on the screen. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, nice little inside joke there. But there's that. And Archer Season 9 just came out on DVD. I just picked it up. I'm getting ready to watch it and have some laughs. Is that still ongoing? Yep. One more season. They, uh, but okay. just before the Disney negotiation started, they approved it for three more years, and it ends with season 10. So with season 10, presumably, we're getting back to reality instead of uh, Dreamland and Danger Island, and we're going to see how everything finally wraps up. Nice. Sounds good to me. Oh, and evidently right now at Star Wars Celebration, they just showed a preview of The Mandalorian, but they didn't put it online as they were doing it. So Those bastards. It was just to the local audience. We'll see if it makes it out or not. Who knows? I'm going to go next on what I've been getting into. So yesterday was Pokemon Go Community Day for Baggin Day. Oh, I was God. able to catch a lot. I got seven shinies when it was all said and done, so they weren't uh, stingy with the shinies. Good for you. Hey, it's a fun thing. I get to go out. I got to walk a few miles while I was doing it, have fun, support some local businesses by buying a couple coffees and some sweet treats, and had a good day out of it. My statement still stands. It was good for me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Willie. Other things. Still playing Final Fantasy VII on my Switch because I enjoy the irony of Final Fantasy VII on a Nintendo product. It entertains me. <laughs> and then I had to adult this week when, when I think it was Wednesday, I uh, was sous vide cooking some steaks, and then I seared them, and I had to then drain the water I used to sous vide cook them and started pouring it down my sink, and the bottom of my garbage disposal went out. I just had a seal that went bad, and there's just a ton of water underneath the sink. Luckily, the mop I used, excuse me, the bucket I used when mopping the kitchen was right underneath the garbage disposal, so all of the water was captured in a bucket. But I did have to go adult and I had to go and buy a new garbage disposal that night at Lowe's and install said new garbage disposal. And I will say this, the hardest thing about putting that disposal in, no, 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 it's not taking down the old stuff. It's not putting up the new plumbing. It's not even doing the electrical work to connect it because electrical work is three wires. It's getting the goddamn thing to hang in there properly because you can't see the back end of the garbage disposal where you're supposed to hook the other hook before you wrench it into place. So I sliced my hand open and my finger open doing it, which was delightful. But eventually, adulting was completed, and after about an hour and ten minutes of me having to work this and curse and be cranky and turn off all the electrical in my kitchen because I wasn't sure if the disposal was on the same circuit as the uh, dishwasher or just what other circuit it might be in the kitchen, I got it done, and it was delightful, and it works. And supposedly this disposal will grind chicken bones, and I'm kind of curious but don't want to do it. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, so what I'm hearing is, is adulting is overrated. Adulting is overrated, but I did feel accomplished, and it was on sale. But honestly, the thing that annoyed me the most in all of this is not the fact that it failed. It's not the fact that I cut my hand and had difficulty getting the thing to hook in properly. It's that I went to Lowe's, and Lowe's has this nice app and this nice website interface where you can look up things you're looking for. It'll show you the price. It will also show you, based off your store location, what aisle and bay these items are in. The uh -huh. goddamn yeah. garbage disposals are not in aisle 30, bay 9. <laughs> are they on bay 8? Is no, that why you're pissed they're off? they're in aisle 34. 
with the kitchen sinks, <laughs> which sort of makes sense, but it's not with the plumbing supplies. And the plumber's putty wasn't where it said it was supposed to be either. So Lowe's, get your shit together and get your locations fixed on your app. But because I it's do... really annoying when I'm there an hour before closing. Like, the fuck do I find this stuff? I've only got an hour. <laughs> Uh, but I'm a little confused here. Are you saying juice broke your uh, your your disposal? So I wasn't running it. I was just draining water down that uh-huh. one. And uh, garbage disposals have lots of nice little seals inside them too. And one of those seals uh-huh. had evidently been leaking for a while and not enough that it was dripping out into the cabinet, but enough that when I pulled the old one down, you could tell where there were rust spots on the bottom of it. So that seal just failed terribly so when I poured a lot of water at quick speed down the drain because I took like a, a, a stocking a stocking uh stocking pot and it was full of water and was pouring that out. So that was a lot of water and it blew out the seal that was partially failing and it failed and it was enough that it shorted the motor inside. So the entire thing was toast. Toast. That's fair. The, the lucky thing was I had a bucket underneath it because it's the one I use for mopping the kitchen floor. So if I had not had that I would have been also having to shop back up all of the water that spilled all over the floor and all over the cabinet and all over everything else. So I consider myself lucky that I did not get absolutely screwed. Yeah, it's a good place to keep a bucket. <laughs> I know, right? And I will probably keep it there to begin with, or not to begin with, to continue. And that is what I've been getting into: adulting, video games, and Pokemon. And there's probably other stuff I did that just doesn't bubble up at the top. So Bachman, what do you been getting into, sir? Uh, I've been getting into oversleeping and turn off my alarm because that's fun. Um, <laughs> I blame late night Apex Legends with my friend, and then I was all wired up after the last match and had been drinking energy drinks too late, and then vodka, and so I went back to watching my Fast and the Furious Road to bed. I finished four and started five on the rewatch. It's been fun as hell because my god, did those early movies take themselves so earnest? It's amazing how how earnest they thought they were. And yeah, it, it's been a blast. And I'm up to five now, so the introduction of The Rock. So Hobbs showing up, as we know, when when things starts getting crazy and it becomes a worldwide, you know, just a bunch of people with superpowers driving cars now and not much to do with street racing anymore. But yeah, rewatching that series is <laughs> such a blast because, wow, those are some great movies and damn, they have changed. Rewatching Paul Walker in that first film is insane at this point. It's it's in, It's just crazy to see. Uh, but yeah, playing a bunch of Apex Legends, playing a bunch of Anthem. Um, that's pretty much it. I just play video games, watch movies. Occasionally I go to work. Yeah, yep. those things depend. That's what I've been getting into. So, <laughs> Willie Nelson, what have you been getting into, sir? Uh, oh, so, so first thing, I'm going to be a little bit... Uh, I might be disagreed with here, but uh, I don't really Ooh, mind. Now I'm intrigued. So I started the first episode of part two, since it's not a second season of uh, Sabrina and Teenage Witch. I've only watched one episode so far, and mm. I something is deeply worrying me in it. Like, uh, do you do you remember the the, the 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 Did you watch it, Chris? I have not watched it yet. It's on my any list of it? Something to get to? No, I haven't watched any. All right. Well, Bob, I'm sure you remember the 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 friend, the smaller uh, chick. Uh, God, what's yes. her name? Susie, who's now yeah, Theo. Susie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I'm was, like four episodes uh, into season two. I think it's going to get better as a, as the show goes on. Like I'm going to give it a chance, but it seems like they're trying to force 
Uh, I don't like using this in this context because it didn't really quite fit, but it's the best thing I think of the SJW type stuff <laughs> where she goes to try out for the basketball team. Why? Just because they don't allow females on it. Is she any good at basketball? No. She's short and can't dribble and can't shoot. Why should she? That's just a standard standard thing on every sitcom. The run kid who wants to play sports or the mom who father knows best did one about the mother wanted to be a sport fisherman. It's a standard thing of you're not supposed to be doing this, but you're going to try it anyway. It's but it makes but, no. She knows she can't do it, but she's only doing it because they don't allow females. So I'm going to do it. They like do it on the other shows too. Oh my god! The only way she even, the only way she even makes it is because magic comes into play. And I was like, don't be using the magic. Don't be doing this. Like I mean, if she could play and all that, that would make sense. But she can't. That's like. So I'm like, I yeah. can't get behind this. It's like you're you're doing the wrong thing. It's whatever. It's like they're throwing too much of that in the whole. And the whole uh, top boy thing, it was like, oh, I'm only doing this because it's top boy. Like, you don't, you don't, like, can't it just be like, why do you got to force that in there? You're, the writers made it top boy, not instead of just like top student or something like that. Like, yeah, they're it, forcing it seems a little it. much doing both stories at the exact same time as well. Like, I don't mind stories like that, but not when you like shove it down my goddamn throat like that. Like, my throat's not meant to take all this dick. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it a is. Little, just a little clip. bit of dick. <laughs> just a little bit of dick. Yeah, it, it it did seem a little heavy-handed, especially yeah, the fact that they were doing both stories at the same time. The but, top uh, boy story made more sense to me than the the basketball story, though. Yeah. How much how much have you seen Bachman? I'm up to the point where Susie's uh, how now, many episodes? I think four. Okay, so I only watched the first one. I'm guessing it's better with that because they also it also seems like they're setting up that. It's kind of wrong to do it like this, but I'm not. I, it's, that's a possibility, so I'm not sure. So I hope it doesn't. Like I hope they do. Like, well, this is bad. Like, if you're able to do it, then equality is all good. But if if you can't fucking jump, shoot, or dribble, or do any of this stuff, then maybe you just shouldn't do it. I shouldn't play basketball. I know I got the tallness. I can't shoot or dribble, and my ankles are blown out from gout, so I can't even really run all that well. I shouldn't <laughs> play basketball. They haven't gotten to the point yet where they haven't they have, where they haven't tried to like play a game with Theo on the team and actually like play basketball. So I don't know where they're going with it at this point. But like I said, I'm all for equality, just not when it's like so heavy handed. Like, no, I can do this. I I have to do this because they don't allow me to. Do it. Like, it's just come on. Where, yeah, where well, the Sabrina thing, it makes more sense than it does with the Theo character. Yeah, 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 Theo can't good. play basketball. Sabrina could be the best witch in that school. So it makes more sense for one character than the other. And doing both stories at the same time is a bit heavy handed. I still like yeah. the show, though. It's a fun show. And, and the uh, fact that like, she's embracing her evil is fucking cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that. Uh, but uh, what else? I mean, I'm probably going to go. Hopefully, I'll go see uh, Hellboy today because I'm still interested in seeing it, even though I keep seeing all these bad reviews. I still want to see it for myself. So, so hopefully, I get to do that. Um, oh, uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy came out for, I know so far, for the Switch and the PS4. I don't know if it came out for Xbox, but I picked that up. It just came out Tuesday because I've always wanted to play the Phoenix Wright games, but never have. But now I get to earn trophies while doing it. So yay! So I've already I've gone through two episodes of the first game. Episodes being like court cases. And it is interesting. It's fun. It's fun. Like it really throws you in the second case. You're on the uh, stand for murder. Like 
well, where can they fucking go from here? Jesus Christ. I remember, yeah, so, Willie, uh, both the guys in Supernatural die by season four, and it's on season 15. So mm-hmm. good writers can keep any story going. <laughs> and, and there's still two more games after. This is just the second case of the first. In the first, in the first case, it's just like a tutorial, a little short tutorial. So I was like, okay. But um, let me see what else I'm getting into. The Sabrina, blah, blah, blah. Finished watching Ace vs. Ver- Ace Evil Dead fully. Huh. You mean Ash versus Evil Dead? What'd I say? Ace. Oh, yeah, I got Ace on my mind. Yeah, Ash vs. <laughs> Evil Dead, or at least I've watched the first two seasons. It's the third one's out on Netflix. I wonder if they have a release date for the one that's coming out for Netflix. Oh, well. Uh, shit, there's so- I know there's something. What the fuck? Oh, continuing to watch the act on Hulu, which is a Hulu exclusive. A Hulu original, I should say. Uh, I cannot wait to see the last three episodes because I don't. I don't remember the real life news of this stuff coming out, so I don't really know the outcome. Or, or but yeah, it, it's getting fucking hardcore. Oh my god, it is getting weird and creepy in all the good ways and some of the bad ways. So I take it you're enjoying it. I am. It's just a fun ride. It is. I don't know how much of it is as close to the truth as what happened because I'm sure they have to dramatize it a whole lot just because I mean it is a show. So but I'm sure it's like close enough to like well I, I don't know where they got their like all these little tidbits from. There has to be someone who's uh who's like being a consultant. There has to be because not all of this could have came out in the court case. So that's just a little weird. Maybe they just make sure you write a book. I don't fucking know. I don't. I didn't look up too much into it because I don't want to be spoiled, even though it really happened for the show, which sounds fucking <laughs> stupid to me. Now that I say it out loud, I don't want to be spoiled about this real life incident that happened. I want to watch <laughs> it in the show. Don't tell me the truth. I want the fiction. Well, the fiction really fucking happened. I mean, it's st- the show first starts off with like, yeah, the mother got stabbed in the back a bunch of times in her sleep. It looked like. So yeah. Gypsy Rose, and also here she's trying to sue the show for Hulu for it, which is weird. It just is putting her like it. It's just making me feel like she does. She doesn't deserve any anything. Like it's all on her mother. Her mother deserved to die. I'm sorry. Some people deserve to die. The what? The way she was treating her daughter was fucking deplorable. Yeah, that and mom dying wasn't death. a bad thing. Deserved death. I don't fucking care people like i've already said we could use two billion less people what's this one person who's doing evil things well ooh, that's that makes me bad and she definitely would have been on the list oh yeah definitely so uh and so i think it's something else that's why i've been getting oh wait then you know what's tonight boys and girls sunday do you know what comes out tonight yes i just uh the start of what show what show comes out tonight with a new season. The start of Game of Thrones? No. Well, yes, but no. So, yes. One Punch! <laughs> One Punch Man! Do, 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 do. Season two. Finally. Fuck yeah. I'm pretty sure the entire world is more excited about Game of Thrones. Fuck the world. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited with Willie on this one. I'm more excited about One Punch Man than Game of Thrones. I mean, I'm also super excited about Game of Thrones. I'm not gonna lie about that, but I'm also really super excited Willie's about, excited about Game of Thrones because of them titties that he'll get to see. Uh, Chris, do you not remember one of my very first catchphrases on this show that you recorded? 
There's so many, so no. One of the first. I don't need <laughs> boobs to like a movie. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, that's a TV show. It's not, not a movie. movie. Yeah, it's not TV. It's H goddamn bo. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still not a movie. Nice callback. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, guys, that being said, it is time for us to start shutting this thing down, so you guys can go enjoy your One Punch Man or Game of Thrones, yeah, or whatever it is yeah. that you are excited about coming out. Get my dick hard. All right, he's going to get his dick card. Congratulations, Willie Nelson. I guess it's good that he can still do that. I'm going to go play Anthem. But before we get out of here, (laughs) uh, a big thank you again to Sailor Poland for coming to join us today to talk Joker movie. That was entertaining. Before we shut this down, where can people find you online? Uh, Well, you can type in Sidetomore Animation Studios on YouTube, and you'll see all my cartoons. You'll see uh, One True Pairing, where I uh, take a fanfic couple put them together but i keep them in character and watch the whole thing go to hell you'll see the klingon stand-up comedian you'll see all kinds of fun stuff there well nice so guys go check that out we do think you'll enjoy it uh, as for the rest of us you can find us over at gunageek.com just check, click on that button and you'll see all the different shows around that work including the show you're watching now don't forget we stream this live every sunday live at 11 a.m eastern 10 a.m central over on geeks.live that is the official streaming home of the gunna geek network as we shut this thing down, do you guys have any final thoughts for us? Uh, Please be wrong about the Picard series. Please be wrong about the Picard series. Sith or, <laughs> Sith or anti-pedophiles. Uh, uh, well, on that note, we'll see Episode you guys title. next week. Bye, guys. All, only Sith deal in absolutes. Thanks for listening. And no pet. new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel three of the Alpha Geek Radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us, atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com, on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. <laughs>